Hey, guys. How's it going? We're doing great. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Oh, man, it's great to be with you guys. So we know your life's been just a little busy lately, making a movie or two, right? Yes. Well, we would love to talk about Jesus Revolution. There's so many people who have been impacted by it, have some even just questions, those kind of things. But we thought we'd start. We'd love to get to know you just a little bit. I'm curious, how did we get from Brent the young boy, it sounds like maybe loved movies, to Brent the now writer, director, co-director of Jesus Revolution? Was this a, like, as a little kid, you knew this is where you wanted to be? Uh, no, quite the opposite. Uh, I I was really an adrift little kid. I didn't realize I was actually an artist until my 20s. I loved music. I grew up in the church. I was in a very nurturing environment uh, with my, my parents' church and got to play piano and sing and learn instruments and even do some acting. But um, I just thought everybody was like me, honestly. I was like, oh, wow, it's so cool. We're all creative. You know, um, but I didn't realize that that's what I wanted to actually end up doing my entire life about. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I came to filmmaking very late in life uh, in my uh, late 20s. I was already married and had kids and um, a mortgage. And so yeah. I realized I was going to have to scrap really hard from that point on. Um, but yeah, I grew up loving movies so much for sure. Yeah. That's really interesting to me. Cause yeah, that's a big risk. And once you've got a family to be providing for, uh, you know, this is not one of those careers that's like get guaranteed and guaranteed big money right away. I mean, there's a lot of risk to it. What, what was it that God did in you to, to give you enough faith to say, I'm going to go take a step on this? Yeah, I have mixed emotions about that, honestly, because it was definitely the journey I felt like I was supposed to take. And I I knew in my heart that everything was going to work out and be okay in the end. But at the same time, I've struggled a little bit with some guilt and shame around dragging my wife and my kids through it. You know, Mm. like it was my it was my dream. And and uh, and I'm a big family guy. I, I love I love my wife. I love my kids. And, um, and, but it's been so great to see my kids, especially come back and say, Hey dad, you, you showed us a guy chasing his dreams. And that means a lot to us. And, and, you know, they're my biggest fans and, um, they, they're excited to see me, um, continue to chase it. And my wife too, my wife is very supportive and, um, but it hasn't been without its share of failures, you know, and ups and downs, and uh, especially financially, it's been a big yo-yo at times yeah. because it's like you're firing yourself out of a circus cannon with no net, uh, basically. It's been interesting. Was there a moment where you guys were like, uh, we should probably just pack this up? Like, this didn't feel like this is working out. There was a couple times that I definitely quit in my head. Um but it was very spiritual. Uh, it was a spiritual. I remember I real dark time. I was working crazy hours and I drove home and I took my exit and I said, God, I quit. I quit. I'm done. I quit. And, uh, I heard this voice in my heart say, quit to what? (laughs) Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And I, I realized, Whoa, I like, I had bought in a thousand percent. There was no plan B like that. I knew, I knew this was what I was supposed to be doing. And I did not cultivate any sort of backup plan. And I got low enough to say I was quitting. But there was this gentle voice in my heart that said, I know you're hurting. I know you're sad. I know every every fiber in your being is screaming at you to stop, but you got to keep going. 
And so, um, so yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, I'm, I mean, I could, I could go, I could hijack this entire interview with, you know, moments that I wanted to quit or stop, but it definitely has felt guided and felt like it was what I was supposed to do. It's definitely not a career, uh, that people understand or think they know what it is. It's, uh, it's not as much, um, it's very blue collar and it's just a lot of hard work, a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of furniture moving. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but in all of that, uh, in all of that, you make, uh, you get to make stories and stories and culture are just such a beautiful thing to bring in and, have discussions about and connect with people over. I, I'm, I think storytelling is one of our greatest ways to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm very grateful to be where I'm at and um, uh, to even, uh, and this is really tough to say, but to even get to work on a couple hit movies in my career, that's that there are people 5,000 times more talented than me that will not get to to have these moments in their career. So you just have to stop, be very humbled and be very grateful when it happens because uh, it does not happen that often. And it doesn't happen to you because you're talented than anybody else. Uh, You know, you just happen to maybe be at the right place at the right time. Or in my case, I think stay the course and believe that maybe you were meant to be in this uh, sector of culture and, um, you know, try not to give up even when you are really sad or discouraged, you know. Mm. Well, I, I appreciate that so much, just your willingness to say yes and then stay the course. That takes a lot of courage, and it's a good reminder to me for things in my own life, and I know for our listeners as well, because when things you do want to quit, but I, I love how you paid attention to that voice of God. So thank you for saying yes uh, to Jesus and, and using <laughs> the skills and talents that he's given you um, to glorify him. And so let's talk about that. And, I, and I'm grateful because we've got Jesus Revolution now. And you you were, you <laughs> yeah. know, co-directing that with John Irwin. And what a gift this movie is to our country and to the world. And, and Mark yeah. and I were talking about this off the mic, about just the atmosphere of the set. And, and I was just curious. I wanted to ask you, is the atmosphere different on the set of a movie like Jesus Revolution where you're talking about Jesus God, you know, making such an impact and all of that versus, let's say, a secular TV show or movie set. I'm just curious. Yeah, I have a nuanced view about that. I think <clears throat> I think there have probably been quote-unquote Christian movie sets where the morale is really low and crew takes gets, feels like they're being taken advantage of. And I think there have been secular movie sets where, <clears throat> excuse me, where the crew feels very loved and respected and valued and seen, right? So, yeah it's a different idea that you have to bring forward culturally. You have to say with the producers, Hey, I want everyone to be loved and cared for. Even if we have to stop, even if it's a hard day, I want everybody to know that they are here because we want them here and they're loved and they're seen and we're doing this together. And we're so glad that you're here. So you set the culture on your, on your set. And that's a separate thing from maybe the, um, the views that you espouse or the themes that you're trying to bring forward in your content. And I think if you're going to do a Christian film, it's uh, so important to try to create a a wholesome, beautifully uh, inclusive uh, 
value, you know, value driven, uh, human forward culture, right? And and that's not always done on a film set because you're stressed, you don't have enough money, you don't have enough time, you're racing. And uh, I always tell people on a film set, it brings out the best and the worst in people. And mm-hmm. so I can tell you guys, though, from the bottom of my heart, we worked really hard. Me and a couple of the producers worked really hard to try to create a culture where everybody felt loved and seen and heard. And uh, it was beautiful, guys. It was guided, man. Like It was a very warm, sweet set. It definitely felt like uh, kind of a Christian hippie set. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we had some amazing people that worked on this and uh, people from all walks of life. And it was so beautiful because at the end of it, we cut together a bit of a trailer just to show the crew and the cast. And we showed it at the end. And, man, people came to me wrecked in tears, sobbing, like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of. Thank you. And, uh, man, it meant a lot to me because we put that forth as a value that we would just try to love everybody because, um, number one, you'd be a hypocrite (laughs) if you didn't, uh, on a, you know, shooting something that is trying to put a lot of love out into the world. And, and, you know, from a Christian point of view, and then on top of that, it's just the right thing to do. Movies are really hard, and and people definitely, obviously, feel um, taken advantage of it at times. So you're doing 14, 16 hour days sometimes, yeah. and uh, people just need to be seen and heard and and thanked for their crazy, inhuman hard work, man. If people knew the work that it, that it took to just to get a film done, let yeah. alone one that works right or that people like or that is considered good, uh, it's it's a uh, it is a Herculean effort just to get a movie in the can. And so we had an amazing team and we actually had a really good time making this one. Mm. We're talking with uh, Brent McCorkle. Uh, so you've been a part of some, some really pretty amazing projects. The, I can only imagine was one that touched so many of us. Uh, now Jesus revolution, you know, weekend number one doubles what the projections were. I'm curious in the process of this film, was there a moment where you guys were like, I think we're onto something here. Like, it seems like God may have some big plans for this. Certainly what you hope for, but I'm curious if there's a a moment along the way where you kind of have this sense, like, I think, I think something's happening here. Or is it literally like you just put it out there, you're faithful to create it. And like, we honestly don't know until it actually is in out in the world. Well, would you believe that it's both? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like my other story I told where, you know, you use that, that still small voice that's quiet, that, that uh, talks to you sometimes. So I, I think in the still quietest part of my heart, I felt like it was going to do good. But then in my humanity as a filmmaker, all the insecurities there, the, the neuroses of like, are people going to like it? I don't know. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, I definitely lived in that too. So I, I, I lived in both of those. I think ultimately you never know what it's going to do. You, you have to definitely put it in bigger hands than, than yours. Uh, and, uh, so famously one of our executives at Lionsgate said, you know, the greatest emotion that we can feel in this business is relief. And so, (laughs) so when this uh, movie came out and did well and, and exceeded expectations, I mean, we're the first thing we're all feeling is relieved because, people have given years of their life to this thing, you know, and, um, and just to see, just to be on something that resonates and that's working. And, um, 
is, you know, quite frankly, going to make its money back <laughs> because, you know, that's a big stress on filmmakers too, right? Because you've got millions of dollars of people's dollars on the line. They're, you know, private investors or whatever, or, uh, money from the studio. And so if you, if you get a hit, right, or you do something that works and people go see it, well, that means you get to do more films like this. So yeah. there's just a lot of relief and joy and um, excitement that comes around just something that is working or is successful. And so, uh, but then, you know, we would be lying to say we didn't have uh, concerns or worries or, you know, be fretful about certain things because that's part of the human experience as well, especially as a, as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Well, you personally, just, this is a personal question about your own faith journey. Did you feel like, God showed you something out of this project, um, just working just with your own heart. Yeah, I, God's been showing me a lot about this time in which we live, and I, I think I'm an outlier. I think I'm the quiet, uh, marginalized person, uh, but I, I really just feel like I feel like the divisiveness and the culture war and just the, the loud politics that we find ourselves in on both sides. Like I'm talking about the entire political spectrum where everybody's just screaming at each other. Mm -hmm. It's a dead end. It's a cultural dead end for us. Mm -hmm. um, until we get back to love and start caring about our fellow man, get up above the whatever flag your neighbor's flying that makes you want to hate them for that flag, whatever that is get up above that and see them as a child of God. I mean, the, every, every human being is made in the image of God. And uh, even, even your presupposed political enemy in this country, right? And so, so again, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, definitely swimming against the current. I feel like a, swim, a salmon, you know, swimming upstream in this current. But I'm just, I personally, and it's probably the artist in me and the free spirit in me, but I'm personally just so tired of the hate um, and the division. And so... Yeah, I, the way I try to explain to people is we have to fight more than ever culturally, even within our families, fight this division because just our phones divide us, our screens. So when I take a road trip with my kids, I'm married, I have five kids, but there'll be seven screens going in the car and everybody's watching something different. So we are siloed so terribly from each other now in a way that's never happened on the planet. And until we start trying to fight that actively and come together, then uh, we're just going to continue with this down this path of hatred and division. So, Man. so even our iPhones are dividing us and it's like, it's not like some evil person, like up on a, a, a scary castle with lightning striking behind it said, how can we divide everybody? Oh, let's <laughs> give them iPhones. <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. not that it's just what's naturally happening. Right. So we get everything on demand and the kids, the, the, the two sisters sitting next to each other that are two years apart, they prefer to watch something different on their phone, you know? Uh, and so that's the time in which we find ourselves, but that the division and the hate is amplified by this on demand screen system that we have with pretty much for pretty much every human being in the country. And so, so yeah, man, um, I'm excited about this movie. I, the, the stuff that makes me so happy is when a Gen Z will DM me and be like, Hey man, I'm taking my grandma to see this tonight. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's that cool. That is so beautiful. Right. So we have a unification on a screen, right? Love We're it. unifying these very disparate, um, age groups and maybe even people from all walks of life. I think this is a movie where 
a Christian kid, you'd be like, wow, okay, this is a movie I'm actually not ashamed of in production value. Or, uh, you know, this feels like a Hollywood movie. I'm going to take yeah. my friend who's an atheist or my friend who uh, definitely doesn't espouse the same views as me, and we can actually go have a good time and not be divided over this movie, but actually share a screen, share a moment, share a story, and maybe have something to talk about together mm-hmm. afterwards. So that really is been my spiritual journey through all this for sure i it's definitely a call back to love uh and a call back to unity and i think maybe i get made fun of in the group but i'm definitely like the neo hippie um (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome do you have a headband (laughs) do you have a head i do not have a headband (laughs) i do not have a headband but um i'm a i'm trying to homestead and i have goats and chickens in the garden and i'm (laughs) a beekeeper you know, so uh, so I definitely carry a lot of the <laughs> the communal vibe, and um, yeah, there was it was a beautiful time of Christianity. There were yeah. Christian communes, you know, and uh, everybody trying to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And and for a brief moment in history, you had these disparate groups coming together under the banner of of Christian love. And uh, I think it's an example that we need to point back to and show people what's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Brett, first of all, thank you guys for raising the bar, too. Uh, I know you and the Irwin brothers and all that are involved in this. Uh, There's a stigma that can come sometimes with art that is created under the Christian banner or uh, with values, biblical values that are trying to be communicated in some way. and, uh, And sometimes that falls short significantly of kind of quality standards. But you guys not only have created a great story, but great art from a quality standpoint and, and have created the yeah, gift for the rest of us to be able to feel really good about bringing family and friends and other people and, and know that the big conversation is not going to be whether or not this was cheesy or not. It's going to be, what was the story all about? Mm-hmm. What, what did it make you think and feel? And so thank you for that. I, I'm super curious as a director are you able to, because I'm guessing, you know, you've got this, I'm sure, kind of critique mindset of, okay, how do we do this? How do we make it, you know, even better? And are you able to actually, now that it's done, at all sit back and actually just enjoy it for what it is? Or do you find yourself still kind of like, oh, yeah, but we could have done this. Or what if we had done this? Or, you know, I forgot about this. Are you able to actually just take a breath and and really soak in what, God allowed you guys to create. Man, again, it's both at the same time. That's such a great question. It's so deep. Um, You're always going to walk away from something with flaws. So, I mean, I've had conversations with my editors like, oh, man, we missed this right here. This edit's not great. And and then my editor's like, yeah, you're right. You know, so you're going to constantly critique it and pick at it. And then, you know, a year or two from now, it'll be even worse. Like I'll see things with it that I didn't catch before, but, but, but do I, am I proud of it? And have I watched it through and enjoyed it? Yes, for sure. Uh, I have. And so I'm very proud of what we did. It's, it's always going to have flaws because humans made it right. So, Mm. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I am very happy. It's like a kid. It's like one of your kids, your kid grows up and goes off to college and, She's got her own little set of quirks and challenges, and yet she's also perfect to you, you know? Mm. So, um, so yeah, she's my, she's one of my kids that goes off to college and finds a life of her own. And, um, and, uh, yeah, man, so I can be happy for 
her and, and proud. And uh, but at the same time, going, ah, should I talk to you a little bit more about how to balance your checkbook? You know, mm, whatever. It's a great example. <laughs> so, so it's both, right? It's both. Uh, so, so yeah, man. But um, you know, what's funny? What what happens, especially when you're in post production, which I was in charge of post on this movie. Um, you end up watching the thing hundreds of times. So the other part of it is you just you've you've already seen it so many times you get a little tired of it. Uh but uh but hopefully after if there are other people that watch it hundreds of times, hopefully uh hopefully they won't get tired of it. But yeah, when you're when you're uh, you're in charge of it, you know, at some point you've seen it so many times, you yeah. know, it, it gets pretty laughable how many times you've watched it. But yes, I'm yeah. very proud of this movie. Love very it. proud of this movie. Well will I see things that I pick on? Uh, that I wish we would have done different. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of how we all are as humans, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I love that yeah. you, you're able to actually savor um, what a great piece of art you guys have put together. And and even more importantly, a tool that God's using to, I think, create all kinds of conversations and moments for people um, that ultimately will will help them connect with him, um, which is a pretty profound uh return on investment for all you guys put into it. So pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been getting some great, uh, some great feedback. A uh, couple, two separate stories are my favorites, but um, I think after the movie rolled and like the, the theater went black, you know, after, after the credits rolled, someone's like, is anybody else feeling the spirit in here right now? <laughs> wow. And, uh, and like total strangers end up hugging it out, you know, in this, in this dark theater. And uh, I don't know, man, that just makes me, so happy. Did, did you happy. guys experience like salvation or baptisms or anything like throughout the filming of the movie? Yes, there's a couple of great stories that that we relate to everyone. Um, Jonathan Rumi is a hardcore Catholic. Uh, Joel Courtney is not. A, uh, a a Christian minister. He's you know they both are men of faith for sure, but they're not you know they're not ministers. They're they're artists. You know they're entertainers. So uh, it was really funny. One day Greg Laurie, we were getting ready to do the baptism scenes, and Greg Laurie took them to evangelical baptism boot camp because you know Jonathan's never baptized anyone in an evangelical tradition before, and so um, so he took them out in the water and showed them how to dip the people down the water, and that some people would hold their nose, and you know he just took them through the whole thing. Well, after we rolled a couple takes, Jonathan came back in from the water and was like, guys, I just baptized five people for real. Like they said, I need to be baptized. And, and he's like, I said these words. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, perfect. You did it. You know, so wow. Jonathan Rooney ends up baptizing people for real while we're rolling. That's amazing. Um, and then, and then um, there's a beautiful story. If we had time, yeah. uh, Sean oh, yeah. Weiss, who played Goldberg uh, in The Mighty Ducks, he was the kid Goldberg of the Mighty Ducks. He was our uh, paralyzed Vietnam vet that was that was hooked on heroin. And uh, it was important for me to put that scene in the film because there are documented cases of people coming in off the street completely addicted to heroin, and they would come into these tent revivals and meetings and just immediately be delivered from their drug addiction and. Oh, like overnight, you know, like not, not need the drugs the next morning. So there's some crazy stories like that. So we, we definitely want to represent that happening during this time. So, uh, Sean pulled Greg Laurie off to the side. One day we were shooting, said, Hey man, I I want to be baptized. I I have faith and I want to be baptized. 
So wow. Greg Laurie baptized Sean Weiss uh, in the ocean uh, mm. on one of our set days. Wow. I love That's that. Really cool. That is incredible. That's so cool. Well, May, you've been gracious with your time. Uh, we know you guys are busy. There's so much talk right now about this movie. Uh, it's so fun to kind of hear the behind-the-scenes stories, and we know those are just a sliver of who knows what all God's doing with this thing. So pretty awesome. Brent, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. And We, we had a blast making this film, and I'm so glad that it's resonating out there, and I hope it, like you said, it's... It, uh, you know, number one, that it entertains, which I think it does really well. But number two, I think gets people talking about um, their faith and and uh, how to be uh, a loving force in this world to people that are really hurting and suffering right now. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Well, thank mm-hmm. you, Brent. Well, you have a great rest of your week, man. We appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it.